This episode of the Windows Into the Bible podcast is brought to you by Windows Into the Bible University, the best way for you to continue studying and learning about the words of the Bible through the world of the Bible. With affordable monthly and annual membership plans, in addition to some incredible free courses and materials, Windows Into the Bible University is a resource like nothing that's out there. Courses are available online, on demand, with video and audio lessons, so there's no such thing as falling behind. You decide the pace you learn at, and we provide you with everything you need to study your Bible like never before. Some of our most popular courses include What is the Bible? Windows into the Bible, the theology of Jesus, and much more. These courses are expert-led with college-level learning and materials at a fraction of the college cost. We guarantee you'll never look at the Bible the same again. Enroll today at WITBUniversity.com. That's WITBUniversity.com. Listening to the Windows into the Bible podcast with Mark Turnage. Reading the Bible with understanding requires reading the words of the Bible within the world of the Bible. This podcast engages the spatial, historical, cultural, and spiritual world of the Bible to help transform how you read and understand the Bible. Have questions or want to interact with Mark? Tweet us using the hashtag WITBQuestions or email them to questions at WITBpodcast.com. For more insights, information about the podcast, and bonus resources and notes for each episode, visit WITBpodcast.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. I was recently teaching and one of the students asked me this question. So how exactly is it that we read ancient Jewish literature to help us better understand the New Testament? And while that seems like a really simple question that may in fact have a simple answer, I found myself pausing for a moment and reminded of when I was a student in my first year in Jerusalem, and I was in the home seminar of Professor Michael Stone. And one night I showed up for the seminar and the seminar wasn't meeting. And so I sat with Professor Stone and honestly, I felt like I had been thrown into the deepest, darkest part of the ocean in this seminar as a first-year graduate student thrust into this seminar with PhD students who were much my senior, both in knowledge and ability at that time. And so I asked Professor Stone, so how do you begin to read and understand and understand how to read ancient Jewish literature. His response to me has stuck with me. 
He said, on the one hand, when you open up these ancient Jewish texts, you need to have all of this literature on the tip of your brain. But you've got to start somewhere. So start. And that summer I was staying back in Jerusalem, and I took him up on that. And I spent many an hour reading this literature and refining my ability to understand it. Now, for some of you, that may sound like a really daunting task. But what I want to do today is to give you a way of how when we open up the New Testament, we should read with this ancient Jewish literature on the tip of our brain and how we should pay attention to things to begin to explore the world of the Bible so that we can better understand its words. Hi, I'm Mark. Do you ever feel confused when you read the Bible? Do you feel like you're missing things that the author intended for you to understand? Would you like to gain clarity and confidence in reading the Bible? Welcome to the Windows into the Bible podcast, where we use the world of the Bible to help you understand the words of the Bible. So how do we read Jewish literature to understand the New Testament? Now, let me say at the outset, for me, the New Testament is an extension of ancient Jewish literature. So it should be read in much the same way. And in the way that Professor Stone instructed me to have all of this material on the tip of my brain, that's what we have to do. But let me give you a couple of shortcuts. First of all, pay attention to language. The first thing that we should always do when we open up the Bible is to read the text carefully. Now, that may sound simple, but too often we approach reading the Bible with our assumptions. Well, I know what that means. Or I think someone told me this. But no, read the text carefully. What was said? The second thing, and it also is about paying attention to language, is pay attention to the language of the text with looking at that language within the larger world of ancient Jewish literature. So let me illustrate this by looking at one passage today from Luke chapter 8, verse 10. Now this is in the context of Jesus telling the parable of the sower. And his disciples ask him, what does this parable mean, according to Luke's gospel? And in verse 10, he says, To you it has been given to know the secrets of God. Now, if you're following along, you'll recognize that most translations have the secrets of the kingdom of God. And yes, that is in a number of the Greek manuscripts of Luke's gospel, the secrets of the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God, which we've discussed in an episode of the podcast this season, 
was not a mystery to Jesus. It wasn't something that was hidden or secret or mysterious. And in fact, when we look at the manuscripts, the Greek manuscripts of Luke's gospel, we find that there are those that do not have the phrase, the kingdom. Rather, it reads, to you it has been given to know the secrets or the mysteries is actually the Greek term of God. But for others, they are in parables. Now, this could lead us into an entire discussion about Jesus's purpose in teaching on parables. We discussed that already in an episode with our interview with Dr. Steve Notley. So we don't want to go down that rabbit hole today. But what we find here is this language of, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of God. Importantly, we find that language appearing elsewhere in the New Testament. Paul uses it in Romans multiple times in 1 Corinthians, Ephesians, and Colossians. We also find this language appearing in the book of Revelation. And before we look at those passages, we need to take a step back a second. Because often what happens when we approach reading the New Testament is, again, we have our sets of assumptions about what the New Testament writers meant. So instead of springboarding from Luke's gospel to Paul into Revelation, I want to check that a second by actually stepping in to ancient Jewish literature. So the thing that I'm going to do then is I'm going to take this phrase, mysteries of God, and I'm going to do a search. And lo and behold, I find this phrase appearing primarily in the sectarian scrolls of the Dead Sea Scrolls. For example, in this commentary written by the Qumran community on the book of Habakkuk, what is known as the Habakkuk Pesher, which means that they cite a passage from the book of Habakkuk, and then they provide their interpretation of it. Commenting on the passage from Habakkuk Chapter 2, verse 3. They say, when it says, quote, so that with ease someone can read it. This refers to the teacher of righteousness, to whom God may know all the mysterious revelations of his servants, the prophets. So notice, the mysterious revelations are things that are given to the prophets. It goes on to say, for still the prophecy is for a specific period. It testifies of that time and does not deceive. That's the quotation from Habakkuk. This means that the last days will be much longer than the prophets had said. Now notice something here. Their assumption that the prophets are prophesying, the biblical prophets are prophesying for the last days. They go on to say, for God's mysteries are wonderful. So God's mysteries, according to the Habakkuk Pesher, are connected to the end days which the prophets have prophesied about. The phrase in Hebrew, by the way, for mysteries of God 
is Razael. We also find in what is known as the War Scroll. Again, this phrase, the mysteries of God. In fact, we find it several times here. In column three of the War Scroll, they're describing this war of the end of the age between the children of light and the children of darkness. They say this, On the trumpets of the slain they shall write, the hand of the might of God in battle, so to bring down the slain because of unfaithfulness. On the trumpets of ambush they shall write, the mysteries of God to wipe out wickedness. On the trumpets of pursuit they shall write, God has struck all the sons of darkness. He shall not abate his anger until they are annihilated. So notice again, the mysteries of God, the Razael, are connected with the end of the age redemption that God is bringing about. If you're enjoying the Windows into the Bible podcast, I want to tell you quickly about another great and affordable resource that we offer to help deepen your study and understanding of the Bible. The Windows into the Bible Book Club and Bible Study is a virtual, on-demand book club and Bible study like no other. Each month, the Book Club and Bible Study reads a book chosen specifically to enhance your understanding of the world of the Bible. And that book is paired with a digital Bible study. It's all recorded and saved so that you can make progress no matter when you begin. For just $10 a month, every member of the book club and Bible study receives a Bible study, notes and videos delivered to your inbox three times a week, a members only Facebook group for discussion and more resources, two live virtual discussions with the book club each month led by that month's expert or author. All materials are available on demand so you can read and learn at your own pace. This is just the low stress, no fuss Bible study and book club that you've been looking for. It's designed to deepen your study and understanding of the Bible for just $10 a month. Go to WITBUniversity.com to join today. That's WITBUniversity.com. See you there. In column 16, we actually find this phrase twice. It says, When Belial, that's their name for this satanic uh, figure of the end of the age, prepares himself to assist the sons of darkness and the slain among the infantry begin to fall by God's mysteries. And to test by the mysteries all those appointed for battle, the priest shall blow the trumpets of the assembly so that another battle line might go forth as a battle reserve and they shall take up position between the battle lines. Again, this end of the age confrontation between the forces of light and the forces of darkness. And God's mysteries are connected to this period and specifically to his redemption of his people. Elsewhere in column 16 of the War Scroll, we read, And he shall say in response, 
Blessed is God, for he tests the heart of his people in the crucible, and not, and then there's a break in the text, have your slain, break. For you have obeyed from of old the mysteries of God. Now as for you, take courage and stand in the gap. Do not fear when God strengthens and the text breaks off. So what we find when we take this phrase, the mysteries of God, we find it in the sectarian Dead Sea Scrolls. And we find that in the sectarian Dead Sea Scrolls, it pertains to God's redemption at the end of the age that was predicted by the biblical prophets as seen by the Qumran authors. We also find this in a work known as the Testaments of the Twelve Patriarchs in what is known as the Testament of Levi. Now, the Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs, these are talking about the twelve sons of Jacob, okay, the twelve fathers of the tribes of Israel. And this is kind of treated as their last will and testament. Now, scholarship kind of splits as to the nature of this work. Some scholars say that the work is primarily Jewish, and then later Christian scribes came in and inserted certain interpolations, Christian interpolations, into this text. Others say, no, the work as it stands now is a Christian work based upon earlier uh, Jewish works, but we can't really dissect the Christian from the earlier Jewish stuff. This is where scholarship is on it. Nevertheless, it seems to originate within the world of ancient Judaism. In the Testament of Levi, we read in chapter 2, verse 10, And when you have mounted there, you shall stand near the Lord. You shall be his priest, and you shall tell forth his mysteries to men. You shall announce the one who is about to redeem Israel. So notice, the connection between the mysteries of God and God's redemption of Israel. Now, with this in mind, and we've seen this consistently within ancient Jewish sources, now we have a place where we can go and look at this language, both within Paul and within Revelation. So in Romans 11, 25 and 26, Paul states, so that you may not claim to be wiser than you are, brothers and sisters. I want you to understand this mystery. A hardening has come upon part of Israel until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. This is a very um, detailed and pregnant passage. I won't drill into it other than to highlight Paul's framing this as a mystery. So there's been this hardening upon Israel until the number of the Gentiles come in. And in verse 26, and so all Israel will be safe. So notice here again, Paul's context is framing this out in terms of the redemption of Israel. And it's being described as a mystery. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, When I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words and wisdom. Now, what's he saying here? 
once we understand that this phrase, the mysteries of God, is connected to God's redemptive working at the end of the age, that now begins to help us to frame even what Paul is saying repeatedly in 1 Corinthians and again also in Ephesians and then even in Colossians. In the book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse 7, which of course is dealing with these kind of end of age issues and questions, we read, But in the days when the seventh angel is to blow his trumpet, the mystery of God will be fulfilled as he announced to his servants the prophets. Now here, did you notice this? It's not just the mysteries of God, but it's also connected to this idea that the prophets are prophesying towards the end of the age. In rabbinic sources, we actually hear this language that all the prophets prophesied only concerning the days of the Messiah. That language is actually reflected in Acts 3 in the words of Peter, when he says that we proclaim these things that were proclaimed from Samuel on concerning these days. He's identifying the these days as the days of the Messiah, as articulated within rabbinic sources. So when Jesus turns to his disciples in Luke 8.10 and says, To you it has been given to know the secrets of God. What's he talking about there? He's not talking about hidden things, hiding stuff, the knowledge of insiders versus outsiders. He's talking specifically about this idea of the redemption of Israel. God's redemptive acts of the end of the age. So how do we read ancient Jewish literature in order to better understand the New Testament? The first thing that we have to do is we have to read the biblical passage carefully. We have to know what is being said. Then, once we've paid attention to that, then what we can do is we take those words, those phrases, and we begin to run them through ancient Jewish literature. It's not about concepts as much as it is precise language. It's not about theological constructs as much as it is paying attention to specific words and phrases. And as we sensitize ourselves to these words and phrases within ancient Jewish literature, guess what? That's when we are able to bring that knowledge and help ourselves to better understand the spiritual and cultural realities and contexts of the world of the New Testament. But that's our biggest challenge, because we are separated from that world. And if we simply read ancient Jewish literature, including the New Testament, through the lenses of our modern worldview, 
then we've missed the point altogether. It's not rocket science. It's not something that you have to have a bunch of letters by your name to do. It's something that you simply have to do, read carefully, expose yourself to the wider world of ancient Jewish language, interpretation, and culture. And then as you grow, you will gain a deeper aptitude to be able to read the New Testament within the spiritual world of ancient Judaism. I'm Mark Turnage, and this is the Windows into the Bible podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the WITV podcast. You can comment and send us questions, which we will answer on a future episode. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turnage. We'll see you next time. We hope you're enjoying the Windows into the Bible podcast. If you are, help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. This helps the show get seen and heard by even more people looking to learn about the world of the Bible. And by subscribing, you make sure new episodes to the podcast show up in your feed as soon as they go live. Give us a rating, a review, and subscribe. And most of all, keep listening. Mark. One of the reasons I wanted to start the Windows into the Bible podcast was to show how, by accessing the world of the Bible, we can better understand the words of the Bible. This philosophy has been at the core of my entire career because I know from firsthand experience how knowing the world of the Bible completely transforms your understanding and study of the Bible. But nothing, not even a podcast, transforms how you read the Bible like actually going to the land of the Bible in person to experience it for yourself. Offering the finest on-site expert-led trips and experiences to the world of the Bible, Biblical Expeditions has taken thousands of Bible readers and travelers from around the world to the lands of the Bible with trips to Israel, Turkey, Greece, Jordan, Italy, and Egypt. If you are a church leader and are interested in organizing a trip for your church or interested in joining a group to the lands of the Bible, reach out and the Biblical Expeditions team can make that happen. Go to biblical-expeditions.com to learn more about Biblical Expeditions and upcoming trips and learn how you can finally transform your study of the Bible by actually going to the land of the Bible on a life-changing trip. That's biblical-expeditions.com. We use the world of the Bible to transform how you read the words of the Bible. been listening to the Windows into the Bible podcast with Mark Turnage. 
If you have questions related to this episode, tweet them to us using the hashtag WITBQuestions or email them to questions at WITBpodcast.com. You can also find resources related to this and other episodes at WITBpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.